All right. So our concavity summary again, right? If the second derivative is positive, then the curve is concave up, and the curve will be concave up when the second derivative is positive. So these two are equivalent. Similarly, if the second derivative is negative, then the curve is concave down, and the curve will be concave down whenever the second derivative is negative. All right, so what we're going to do is go back to the function we just looked at um, a little bit ago. You can look at the tape again or look at your notes. Um, But the function was x over x squared plus 1. We found the first derivative, and then we used the first derivative to find the second derivative. Okay, so here's the second derivative that I just brought back, right? And the question now is, when is this curve concave up, concave down, or equivalently, right? So the question is, when is f concave up as opposed to concave down, okay, which we will translate into when is the second derivative what concave up is what positive okay and concave down is negative put some question marks in all right so how are we going to figure out when the second derivative is positive as opposed to negative well this is very similar to what we did in the previous section when we were looking at what the first derivative Yes, and we wanted to know what? When the first derivative was positive, when the first derivative was negative, right? And how did we attack that problem? We looked for what? When the first derivative was equal to zero or did not exist, right? And we called them critical numbers, right? And critical points, yes? All right. Well, it's the same game, but this time we're playing with the second derivative instead of the first derivative. So, to determine when the second derivative is positive or negative, we will look at when, the first thing we will do is look at when is the second derivative equal to zero, right? And when is the second derivative, when does it not exist? When does the second derivative not exist, right? All right, so we have a fraction, right? And a fraction is zero what? A fraction is zero if the numerator is zero and the denominator is not zero. If you look at this denominator, right, x squared plus one cubed, it's always what? Well, x squared is positive or it's small as zero. Add one, it's positive, cubed is positive. So this denominator, in fact, is always going to be positive. Okay, and and it will never be zero, so we have none of these. So I'll just take care of that real quick. X squared plus one cubed is never zero, right? So we have none of the second type of uh, situation. So now we're looking at when does the second derivative equal zero, right? A fraction is zero if what? If the numerator is zero. So f double prime, second derivative, 
equals zero if two x times x squared minus three is equal to zero. All right? And that will be what? If x is equal to zero, or if x squared minus three is equal to zero, right? Which will be what? X equals the square root of three or x equals negative the square root of 3, right? Okay, and then what? We do our number line, okay, and we're going to put in what? Negative the square root of 3, 0, and the square root of 3. Okay, it might be helpful to know that the square root of 3 is about 1.7, okay? All right, and we have a zero second derivative, right? Second derivative, okay, is 2x times x squared minus 3 over x squared plus 1 cubed. Okay, and we've got 0, 0, and 0. All right, all right. So now we, we, we're going to test the second derivative in exactly the same way as we just tested the first derivative a little bit ago. So we're going to pick a number over here. I'm going to pick negative 10 just to be really safe. Okay? So if x is negative 10, right, what do I get? Well, we just said the, new, the denominator is always positive, so I don't even have to worry about the denominator. The numerator, and remember, all I really need is the sign. Okay, so x squared is 100 minus 3, so x squared minus 3 is going to be positive, and 2 times x is going to be negative 20. So it's going to be negative, positive, positive, and that'll give me a negative. Okay, if I pick negative 1 in this interval, right, then I get what? Again, the denominator is positive. I get negative 2 times what? 1 minus 3 is negative. So I have a negative, a negative, and a positive. So that's going to be what? A positive. All right? If I pick 1 as my test value in this interval, I get what? Positive, negative, and, of course, positive. Okay? So positive, negative, positive is what? Negative. And if I pick, again, I'll pick a big number, like 10, I get what? Positive, 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 which is positive. All right? So now I have my sign, my sign of the second derivative in each of these intervals. All right? And so now I can just use my concavity summary to tell me what? F will be concave up if what? Curve is concave up, do you remember? Okay, if the second derivative is what? Positive, right. So F is concave up if the second derivative is positive, where? Well, in here. So negative the square root of 3 
to zero, okay, that's an interval, not a point, and then again over here, right? So, square root of three all the way to infinity, right? And f will be concave down. Concave down, what? Means the second derivative is negative, right? Where? Over here. From negative infinity to negative the square root of 3, right? And then again in here, from 0 to the square root of 3, okay? And again, these are intervals, not points, right? And then look what we get. We get the curve is changing concavity, right, from what? From down to up. Then it's changing concavity again from what? Up to down. And it's changing concavity again right here from what? Down to up. Yes? So we have three points of inflection, right? We have a point of inflection here here, and here. Okay, so here, let me grab the eraser. And we'll just write down our points of inflection. Okay, at what? x equals negative the square root of 3, and f, right, the original function right? The original function, which was what? Do you remember? It's been a while. x over x squared plus 1. So f of negative the square root of 3 is negative the square root of 3, right? x over x squared will be what? 3 plus 1 is 4, okay? So the point of inflection is negative the square root of 3, negative root 3 on 4, Okay. This is a point, not an interval. Okay. We also have a point of inflection when x is 0. And f of 0, right, the original function, is 0 over 1. So we have a point of inflection at 0, 0. Right. And then one more when x is equal to the square root of 3. And f of the square root of 3, right, the original function evaluated at the square root of 3, we get what? The square root of 3 on 4. So we get the square root of 3, the square root of 3 on 4, right? So these are our three points of inflection, okay? Changing concavity, right? The first one we change from what? Here, let me write We're down, we're up, we're down, we're up, okay? So here we went from concave down to concave up. Here we went from concave up to concave down. And here we went from concave down to concave up. So three points where we changed concavity, three points of inflection.